We are Liz and Montana, and this is Bitches Don't Brunch. Listen, we love brunch food as much as the next bitch, but we're more like the bitches eating chocolate and popcorn on the couch while we binge sex in the city. We talk about everything from dating, ghosts, travels, folklore, the trials of being a massage therapist, and sometimes we even go on adventures. Join us and let's bitch anywhere but at brunch. Hi, I'm Montana. Hi, I'm Liz. This is our first podcast, and we are going to introduce ourselves and then talk about our biggest regret with dating. So to kick it off, we decided to write about each other instead of talking about ourselves because, well, that's super awkward. So without further ado, let me introduce Montana. Further ado. (laughs) Proper. (laughs) Further ado. Okay. So I am so excited that we decided to talk about each other rather than ourselves because I have a lot to say. Montana is one of the coolest, most interesting, and badass people I know. I met her in massage therapy school, and I was initially initially quite intimidated because she looked kind of aloof, and she was really exotically pretty. She also always aced the tests while I was happy to get a C in certain classes. But Montana and our friend Ashley and I formed a group and clicked instantly. So Montana's definitely a gypsy, like her blood sparks with that wanderlust. She hiked the entire Appalachian Trail and then did the Camino with her mother. She's been all over the U.S. and to many other countries. She's got an itch to explore, to camp under open skies and pines, to count stars and plan her next adventure. Like me, she's had her share of heartbreak, but she's got this beautiful open heart. She's loyal to a fault, and I always know she's got my back. I thank the freaking goddess every day for putting her in my life. We laugh together, we cry, we bitch about the idiocy of society. And I could not imagine someone I'd rather do this podcast with. Love you, girl! (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know how to follow that. (laughs) That was really nice. I love you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so mine's gonna be horrible no after, it's not it's not following yours guys it's not it's wonderful and it's i like want to cry it is <laughs> oh my god okay well i don't even know where to begin to even describe my magical friend liz i can literally literally remember our first massage class I remember seeing you with your long blonde hair. That's you so wore this like really short skirt and you had <laughs> legs for days. <laughs> I think a good way to describe you though is just you look like Taylor Swift. You, get, you get Taylor Swift a lot. I'm so there you go. Totally obsessed. You're a Swifty. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, you were so bubbly and you were so sweet, um, so girly. You're yeah. the complete opposite of me. I am, yeah. The complete opposite of me. But little did I know that you would become one of my greatest friends. Oh, guys. They say diamonds are a girl's best friend, and she is my diamond. Oh, my God. Guys, I'm going to cry on the podcast. Hearing her read it is making me all teary. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> If you cry, then I cry. And I don't cry. Okay. We're going to pull together. 
She was born with fairy blood. She dances with her own demons. She converses with the spiritual world with magic in her fingertips. She is an amazing writer. You can read all about the chapters of her life, um, whether it's about love, loss, and the greatest of heartbreaks. We have shared so many laughs, tears, and everything in between. There are so many stories to tell, and I can't wait to get started. Guys, like, we're really excited to tell our stories. And, like, honestly, I love that we're starting off this podcast with me being super emotional because that's just going to be a recurring theme, honestly. As Montana knows, like, I'm a very emotional bitch. She's a Pisces, so you'd think she'd be the emotional one. She is, but she kind of hides it. And I'm out here like, I'm going to cry because she's one of my best friends. I think you're seriously a Pisces, though. I literally you do think I am. Like, because you're an Aquarius, right? I am. I'm an Aquarius, but I have a Cancer Moon, so okay. that that's where it comes in. That Water Moon makes us so intense, guys. We're really, really excited to do this. Um, bear with us because it's our very first time ever doing a podcast, and I think we're both a little nervous. Literally using one microphone. <laughs> one microphone. Um, we're using Anchor by Spotify. Spotify. So uh, thanks, Anchor. Um, if you guys want to start a podcast, like it seems pretty easy so far. We had some hiccups, but, uh, somehow we figured it out, but we promise to only get better from here. So yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know. And if we don't remember, she promised that. (laughs) Okay guys. So today we kind of wanted to start off talking about, like, we're going to talk about different things in this podcast we're both massage therapists, so we have, like, a ton of, like, weird stories. But, like, as I said, Montana's traveled a lot, and we've both dated, and we both definitely had our heart broken, stomped on quite a few times. So we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about, like, ghosts, because we definitely believe in ghosts. We're going to talk about folklore. We're going to talk all this kind of stuff. But today, we are going to start off by talking about dating, um, because we're girls in our thirties and dating is hard. Like, amen. yeah, it kind of sucks sometimes. Right. And Montana and I decided that like to start off, we're going to get super vulnerable and emotional with you guys. And we are going to talk about our biggest dating regret. So you guys get to know us like pretty intimately on this very first podcast. So welcome to the world of us. It's very fascinating here, guys. (laughs) So Montana, do you want me to go first? Yeah, I'm going to have you go first. Okay. So, okay, let's start off. Um, Guys, this is really hard to talk about. (laughs) I, I have this really bad habit of always running away from relationships when I'm unhappy and thinking it was the relationship or like the other person. And it took my last relationship to really look at myself like really hard in the mirror and ask myself the tough questions and do some serious self-work. And it's hard, you know, like I still want to run away this time out of fear. I mean, it might always have been out of fear, to be honest, you know, fear of missing out, 
fear that this person isn't my actual soulmate, fear of being caged. It's that, you know, Aquarius air sign hating to be tied down. I always also tried to like change myself in relationships to be more appealing to that other person. And then I ended up resenting them for it. Like I, I had a lot of work to do and I've been working on myself for a while. Um, and this has made me think even more. So my regret, um, I think about my ex-husband in particular with regrets because I was really young when when we met. I was 22. I was very newly sober. I like dove into this relationship with him head on. I was actually with him for most of my 20s. And at some point I started to feel caged and resentful. And I was worried that I was missing out on the great love of my life. We call him Panther, but that is another story. (laughs) But I really did my ex-husband a disservice because I just kind of ran without an explanation or without even trying to fix it. And I cut off his friends and his family because it just hurt too much. Uh, He's actually met someone and I think she's the perfect girl for him. And I'm really, honestly, truly happy for them both. He seems really content and really excited. They're engaged. And, and you know, that's awesome. Um, I, I just kind of regret not trying, like running and running and running. Like I did it with my previous relationship too, um, this last one. But the, the difference was like I kept running back to my last relationship as, rel- as well as running away from him. Um, running was definitely in my veins, or I guess I guess it was like, I'm trying to face myself in the mirror, but when I look back at that marriage, it was, it was so short and like how I ended it. Like I, I regret that. I, I really do. So tough, tough, tough topic guys. <laughs> it was a nice wedding. <laughs> it was Montana. It was wedding. Montana was my bridesmaid guys. It was a fun wedding. I think you were cold, though. I made you wear that, like, sleeveless silver dress, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was October 28th of 2016. Yep. And I didn't realize it was going to be so cold. I mean, you looked really pretty, though. I'm sure everyone thought I did. You could literally see my nipples through the dress (laughs) because it was so cold. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! But we had fun that night. It was fun, right? Yeah. But no one told me, and so (laughs) see them. I I would have told you. I did not notice. I'm so sorry. Okay. I feel like a bad friend. It really was a good wedding, though. I mean, like pretty. It was a beautiful wedding. It was really pretty, and like I will say, I got to have my dad walk me down the aisle. Which we lost him a few years after that. Um, And my sister had to get married without him. So I'm so happy that I got to to do that. And I will always be grateful for that. But yeah, like it was a bomb ass wedding. Like it was really pretty. (laughs) It was. You had like a really nice fall theme. It was. Yeah, we all wore masks. It was a masquerade. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice, you know. And I did love him. Like it wasn't that I didn't love him. It was just like... I didn't really know who I was. And I kind of thought like, I I kind of changed to be this like version of this wife that I thought I should be like, you know, like stop being so dramatic and intense and like writing all these like sensual things and like 
I don't know. Like I, I tried to like cook and clean and, and he didn't ask me to do that. Like I, I tried to, to form myself into this like perfect version of a wife. And again, like he didn't ask me to do that. I just felt like it was what I should do. I was trying to make up for all the other shitty relationships I'd had before him because that was when I was drunk and I was awful. I was an awful girlfriend. So I was like, I'm going to put everything into this fucking relationship. I am going to be the best fucking girlfriend, fiance, wife you have ever imagined. And I tried to push a lot of my own shit to the side because I was just trying to be this perfect person. And obviously I wasn't, I was a mess and we got in fights and whatever. Like, but the thing was he, he was my best friend. Um, I, I just like, and I loved him. I just didn't know who I was anymore. And at that wedding, like I was, I was happy, but there was this part of me that's like, but what's next? Like I couldn't see the future. I couldn't envision it. And that's because I didn't know who I was. But like at the time, I kind of blamed it on him, like thinking he tried to make me this way. Uh, it's a mess, girl. Obviously, it's a mess. <laughs> you know, you were there through it all. I was. Yeah. But I mean, you said so yourself, too, though. You got with him when you were 22 years old. You oh, spent so the majority good. of your 20s. And you being in your 30s now, looking back at being in the 20s, right? I just... I feel like that it was so young. It really does feel so young. It, a decade makes a huge difference. And I don't, I don't understand why. Because you don't think it does until you're here and you're like, oh, man. I know. Well, it's kind of like if you were like 24 and looking back on your 14-year-old self, you're not the same person. No. And I think like, I think your 20s and 30s are about like finding yourself. And like, mm -hmm. I think especially your 30s are about like, you know, taking life by the balls and like doing what you want. Looking you more comfortable. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, like I can remember like my whole relationship with Tony. Like I was really thin when we met. <laughs> I was, I was, I was tiny, but um, like now I, I've gained a bunch of weight. I'm a curvy bitch, but I don't, <laughs> I girl, I brought over popcorn and ice cream to have later, and you were like, "Food is life," and I'm like, "But is popcorn and ice cream?" <laughs> but I honestly just does your ice cream have chocolate in it? Chocolate gives you endorphins. No, it's gooey butter cake by Jenny's, which is my favorite, and it's the most delicious ice cream I've ever had. But but the point is, like, while I still want to lead a healthier life. Like there were so many times in my relationship with Tony when I started to gain weight and I was just like, oh my God, like I went on all, I went on pills. I did so many diets. I did all these like liquid fasts, like trying to get to this like idealized weight or what the hell ever. And now I'm just sort of like, yeah, I'm, you know what? I'm curvy. Who cares? I'm pear shaped. Ain't going to change, bitch. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. Also, I'm crazy. Listen, <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm a crazy bitch. I'm dramatic. I'm intense and I'm moody, but I'm not going to fucking change. You know what? I, I'm still a good person and a good friend, but these are like, this is, these are like traits of who I actually but am. But would you have said all that you just said a decade ago? Absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like your thirties is all about twenties and thirties is about finding yourself. So, you know, you met me when I was wearing a short skirt and I had legs for days. 
now I got them like thick legs. Like, oh my God, the amount of guys in my Instagram DMs, it's like, damn girl, you thick. I'm like, yeah, I can look in the mirror and tell that, dude. Thank you. Aware. <laughs> but I don't care as much as I did. I'm like, eh, I'm not going to give up cookies. Own it. I, yeah, I do. And I'm sitting here with you and you're like super pretty and tiny and I'm over here like Miss Curvy, voluptuous bitch over here. She's so tiny and pretty, guys. I can't. She's just naturally beautiful. And I'm over here like, mm, I got my makeup. I got my little dress on. Like, curvy ass bitch. And she's just over here. She's like, you know, not wearing makeup. She doesn't need it. And I'm just like, mm, okay, Montana. Stop being so pretty. <laughs> okay. So not only are you crazy, you're fucking blind. Well, we already said that I'm crazy. So that's. Oh, I'm agreeing. That's, but not for that reason. <laughs> she looks like a gypsy she's a total gypsy wait like who would you look like though because i i've been told i look like taylor swift but who you do, you do look like i don't get anybody you are like very unique though i don't get anybody you look very exotic i can't like think of someone that comes to mind that like like no matter like how many clients i've had yeah. friends like people no one's ever said oh you look like this person or you look like that person you've got like traits of like Natalie Portman or like Kira Knightley like you got some of like the same like facial features but like I don't Interesting. know it's like your I love them they're so pretty but like you have your own like look which is pretty neat but I'll take Taylor Swift because I love I love Taylor Swift guys I'm so excited about her new album I don't even get me started like I just, I just cannot that is not what this episode is about I will go on for an hour cannot <laughs> I can't wait to listen and like cry in my car you're really going to be in your feels. I'm going to be so in my feels. Oh, my God. If I'm still dating the same guy, I'm going to have to be like, listen, we're going to need a minute. <laughs> You're going to need to let me be in my feels because she gets me. <laughs> I need alone time. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, like just growing up and – kind of just accepting things about yourself and even like learning to like things about yourself, I think is so important, but it's so hard to do in your twenties. You're so unsure of yourself still. No. And I think also like in your twenties, you, you try to like, I don't know, like I want to say fit in more. Mm -hmm. You're trying to go with how times are changing. Yeah. And then I feel like when you've gotten to like our age, you're just like, I don't care. Exactly. Who cares? I'm too, I'm getting like too old. I don't care. I'm blah, blah, blah. I'm too old. I'll never be too old. Listen, I'm going to be an 80 year old fucking woman <laughs> with pink hair and a crop top. You're going to have all your tattoos. So. Absolutely. And if someone's <laughs> like after your age, I'm going to be like, bitch, act your age. Fuck out of my face. I am acting my age. I can be 80 years old and still in a crop top. Back fuck off. You're uncomfortable because you aren't being who you want to be. Or you're uncomfortable with other people embracing who they are. And I think that's like common in our society. Like being very judgmental. Yeah, people yeah. are so fucking judgmental, but whatever. It's fine. I love how we just go on tangents. Like this is about to, this like started as like a regret and it was like kind of like intense. And I was like, I'm gonna be Oh, we're going down that rabbit hole. Oh, God. It's rough. I mean, it's interesting, though, because, like, you were there for, like, a, I was. all of it. Like, I mean, I met you, what was it, like, 2000, 
14? I think so. Oh my God. Eight years ago. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. But so like the relationship with him was still so like new, mm-hmm. you know, like that like new, not like super new. It was like two years, but still like you're, I don't know. Well, I even remember like when he proposed and you were like happy, but you're also like, I don't know. Yeah. You never said it out loud. Yeah. But it's you like, could like feel it. Yeah. You yeah. could tell you're just like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It was, I mean, I was so happy in the moment that he did it. And then all of a sudden, like I started having like all these dreams about like ex-lovers and like obviously panther that's a whole other podcast guys i'm not getting into it today just go to your instagram page and read all your writing all my writing guys enjoy it um but yeah i think even then i was kind of like is this right and like i was just so lost i was like but this is what i'm supposed to want right i'm supposed Mm -hmm. to want to like marry the guy and have the house and like settle down and have kids but the thought of doing that and like looking into the future and seeing this great yawning abyss of like, I couldn't even imagine it. I was like, maybe this isn't right, you know? And that's tough. I think for someone like for me being in my thirties and not being married or having kids, like I get judged hardcore, especially for for not having kids. Yep. People judge you. They really do. Like women of all ages will judge you for not having kids. I had a client the other day who was talking about her granddaughter and how she was getting like old and needed to start having kids. Was she like 22? No, luckily no. I was like, oh, how old is she? And she's like, oh, you know, like 30. And I was like, I'm 32. (laughs) Are you telling me I'm old? Is this like your little like aside? Like, honey, settle down, babe. You need a man and a baby. I'm like, what? I don't know. But it's true. And I feel like especially from like, I don't know, like boomers, you know, Mm -hmm. like boomer clients when they come in, like, I feel like one of the first things they ask is like, are you you married? Yeah. Do you have kids? Yeah. Yeah. You Mm -hmm. married or do you have kids? Are you in a relationship? You plan on having kids? Uh Uh-huh. And if you say, I don't know or no, they're like, why? Yeah. Like something's the matter with you. Yeah. And that's seriously such an insensitive question because like, you know, there are so many women out there that struggle to get pregnant and like, also, Mm -hmm. yeah. And like, what do you know about my life? Like maybe I I'm asexual. I'm not, I can't have kids. Oh yeah, exactly. What if I don't want to get married? You know, like where, where does all this judgment come from? Personally, I don't care who the hell you want to fuck or if you want to have kids or not, just try to be like a good decent ish person and not be a dick and we're good. Am I right or am I right? I mean to each his own. I'm telling you. So I mean the cool thing about all this though is like my last relationship, you know, it was a fucking mess. And like I was a mess in it. I was so toxic and he was incredibly toxic. We were like oil in the water fire kerosene is probably more accurate but it did make me like rehash a bunch of like the things that I've done in the past and obviously like my ex-husband and that relationship was like in the forefront of my mind because I was like wow you know he was my best friend we had a good relationship and I'm sure he felt very confused when I like just kind of like left 
But I think all of this has been such a learning process and a growing process for me. And like now I can finally be like, hey, I know who I am. I'm weird, crazy. I'm a fairy girl. I love writing and I'm intense. And I will probably always like to dress up in fairy wings and elf ears and take photos and write uh, sensual and heartbreaking poetry. And if I don't have a guy that can deal with that, probably not going to work. But I mean, it took me what, like five years to figure all that out, you know? And now I'm here. I am not married and he's engaged. Great. I'm glad for them. I wish them the best. It still stings though. Cause you're like, mm-hmm. wow, I wish I'd figured this out sooner. Mm-hmm. But you know what I respect about him is how he was so respectful mm-hmm. with you and he was, he was a jerk about it and he was very nice about it mm-hmm. I still consider him a friend I really do and I think that made a huge that like made everything yeah like because imagine if he like was a dick about it all I know well I mean you and I have both dated men that are like absolutely terrible <laughs> yeah which Guys, I think I've been talking about myself enough, so let's move into Montana's regret. I'm sure we all want to hear it. Yeah. Well, my regret is basically staying in relationships longer than I should have, Mm -hmm. Um, whether if I was mistreated or we were still going in different directions. Mm -hmm. I just stayed because it's what I did. Because how you said being alone is scary. It's scary. Change is scary, especially Mm -hmm. when you're after a few years and you're into a routine. Yeah. It's terrifying. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes, like how you mentioned earlier, I felt like I molded myself into be a person that they wanted me to be and what they Mm -hmm. desired. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I'm going to talk about one relationship in particular. Mm-hmm. And you know exactly who I'm I, going to talk about. I do indeed. I know. Because <laughs> you were there for it too. I was. I am so, I just have to say this. I'm so glad you're not with him. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. No, you deserve better. Yeah. Well, because that happened. That was like massage school when we first met. And mm-hmm. then you came into my life. Yeah. Yeah. So you saw a lot of that. Yeah, almost right away. I was like, wait. I like, what did you do yeah, with this guy? I know. Total opposite, right? Yeah, and I just, I didn't really like his energy. Girl, no one liked his energy. No, he had terrible energy. No one liked his energy. No, terrible, man. And I think, so when I started massage school, I think I was 24. 24 or 25. So it was about mid-20s. Yeah. When I was in this relationship. And mm-hmm. I was in it for about two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, And, you know, in the beginning of relationships, people are on their best behavior. Mm -hmm. They want you to like them. Yep. They're so sweet and giving. And then slowly here come all the red flags. Yep. So, and and who they really are starts really coming out. And I would still see the toxic traits and everything. And I still was like, all right, well, this Mm -hmm. is what I'm doing. I'm in this relationship. Because I'm stupid. You're not stupid. We've all been there. We've all stayed in like shitty relationships because we like, we think we're in love and maybe we are in love, but like, it doesn't make us stupid. I think it makes us more hopeful, but go on, continue, continue. Well, see now I'm at the age, like I'm here now. I'm like, man, I'm like, 
if that happened, I'd be like, okay, bye. Yeah, but, now. but we're in our 30s and we're more self-assured than we were in our like mid-20s. Who the hell knows anything in their mid-20s? I mean, if you do have it figured it out, good for you, girl. But I sure as hell didn't. Um, like for example, he like lied about what degree he was getting. <laughs> like a degree. Yeah, what did he say again? I can't remember what he said. Um, he's he was in college at the time still. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was getting a degree in I forget what his degree was. And then he was like, Oh, and I'm getting a minor in something else. This is why it's taken me so long to finish college and it was like no it's the fact that i found out he was failing college oh my god yeah and he That's barely right. got his degree oh my god i forgot all about that yeah yeah well he ended she's up, over here rolling her eyes I, it's so funny he just i say this because like now, like i'm looking back and i'm like wow he lied about so many things well that's my point he let that seems really small about what he lied about Mm -hmm. because he was embarrassed right Right. so in my mind i'm like well if you're gonna lie about something that small yeah then you're gonna lie about the huge stuff too it's never a good sign when you have to lie in a relationship like with my last relationship with i don't even know what we'll we'll figure out something to call him i don't really want to name him but with my last relationship with this guy, I actually felt the need to hide the number of like men I'd slept with. He asked me on like our second, our first, no, it was like our second date or third. He asked me like how many guys I'd slept with. And like, I was kind of ashamed. It's true. Women always round down. Yeah. So as I was saying, the fact that he felt the need to lie to you about such a small inconsequential thing in the very beginning, Mm -hmm. definitely not a good sign and the fact that he compounded it with like more and more and more and more lies Mm -hmm. like just the stuff he lied about was like crazy I remember well he was the type that keep up with the Joneses type so like he really wanted all the nice things Mm -hmm. and like his grandma bought him his truck and he said he bought his own truck you know it was his grandma guys which go grandma, that was a nice truck. Seriously, I want to be that kind of grandma. That was a nice truck. If I had made the same house, we'll see. So just, it was a really nice truck. Yeah, though. but he just, to make himself look and feel better, that's what he would do, mm-hmm. is he would lie. But he was so negative and so toxic. Oh, God, yeah. And what's so funny is, like, I've seen the guys you've dated since then. He was not your type. No. Like, at all i honestly he was a rebound that never went away let's just put it that way yeah you know i just got my heart broken right before Mm -hmm. and he was a rebound and he just never left and he told me he loved me like after two weeks i should have been like oh bye (laughs) that's a huge red flag i'm over here like is it guys (laughs) is it i think i personally think it's a red flag it can be i agree it definitely can be yeah i kind of wonder if he was like love bombing you in the beginning like probably yeah because like it's so like it just feels so good when they're like heaping you with compliments and saying like all these things these nice things about you and like didn't he like get you like flowers and like he was like kind of romantic in the beginning yeah yeah he was like on his best behavior Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I can get on board with this. And yeah. then like slowly like lies just started coming out. I'm yeah. like, why are you lying about this? And the negativity. It was so negative. Super like negative. I told you, I'm pretty sure we like built a poltergeist in our apartment. Yeah. Yep. Because. Yeah. That negative energy turned itself into this. I, I can I can't even describe it. Yeah, I remember the one time like you were having that Halloween party, and there were just like rooms I'd go in, and I was like, oof, the energy was heavy, like so heavy. And it was like upstairs, like in the hallway. And I was like, it like freaked me out. I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah, I don't like thinking about it, guys. It was all like yelling and fighting just built this like negative bubble and Mm -hmm. like shit happened in that apartment. Yeah. Yeah. I've never created something like that. Well, and it's funny too, because like, I don't think that you would put up with something like that now. No. But you were like young. And, like, you were, you had your heart broken. Here's this guy. He's being so romantic. Like, didn't he do a whole thing with, like, like rose petals leading to your room or something? I swear he did. But this was after he did, like, a major fuck up. And he was trying to, like. If he did, I don't remember. I feel like I remember it because you were so over it by that time. You were just like, yeah, I had, like, all these flowers and, like. <laughs> Like, led to the bed, and, like, blah, 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 like, a heart shape, and I was, that like... That does sound like me. Yeah, you were so, you were so checked out, but, like, I don't know. It, again, like, it's a thing, like, that's when you're in your mid-20s, that's when you're supposed to get married, right? Like, everyone's like, oh, yeah. yeah that's what everyone says, you mm-hmm. shouldn't be getting married. I know. Get married in your mid-20s, have a baby before you're 30. Yeah, but now that I look back at it, like, because my mom had me at, like, 24 years old, and I'm mm-hmm. like, nope. Yeah. There's no way. My mom had me at 29. I'm over here at 32, like, well. <laughs> well, I surpassed my mom by a lot. <laughs> But I mean, to be fair, if we wanted to have kids, I'm sure we could. There's lots of treatments and stuff, you know. But that's not what this episode is about. It is about just the things that we put up with. I know. But it's almost embarrassing, though, how long I stayed. It was like two years. Yeah. It's it's like you get used to it almost. You get – and there's like a comfort in the familiarity. I mean, you know, with my, with my previous ex, I stayed with him for like – way too long and that shit was toxic as fuck um but yeah i think as you get older i could be wrong but as you get older i think it's more scary the thought of being alone it is i think part of us is still like hardwired to want to like be with someone and find that person and like you know (sighs) toxic relationships can be really addicting I mean, they're actually, with trauma bonds especially, there are actual chemicals that your brain gets addicted to. Like, it's the cortisol of the breakup and the fighting and then the dopamine release of the making up. And then you do that enough, it actually is similar to a drug. You get very addicted to it. And I say this as someone that went through it. I saw you doing that with him. Um, And I think I think there's always a part of us that we want the white wedding. We want the pretty bouquet and the white dress and, you know, our friends and family there. And maybe we are willing to put up with things before we know who we are, 
you know, we're still forming, we're still finding ourselves and we're like, okay, maybe we can overlook these flaws because we're supposed to follow this pattern. Right. And we're behind on the pattern. I mean, look at this girl from my high school. She's married and has kids. Look at this other girl from my high school. She's married. Like, am I behind? And so you like put up with things like so much longer than you should. And I just have to say, I'm like, so glad you're out of that relationship because he was just like, didn't you think he was cheating on you? Like, didn't Probably, he? He yeah. had like scratch marks down his back that you didn't put there. Remember? How do you remember this? And I don't. I'm such a good friend. <laughs> no. Like you listen to every detail. <laughs> I know. I don't remember. I do. I remember it because you're like, I think he's cheating on me because I think he went on some trip or something. He had like scratch marks on his back and he said it was you. And you're like, I didn't do that. And he's like, yeah, you did. Probably the poultry guys. Maybe. Slashing the crap out of him. I don't know. Probably. He, I mean, I can see I don't see remember. Him. I really don't. Yeah. I apparently checked out You were lot. super checked out. Yeah. Understandably, though, he was not. He wasn't. He wasn't your guy. Honestly, with anyone like this, anyone that dark and negative, and even with my previous ex, um, I hope that they get help. I hope that they find happiness elsewhere, um, but I don't want to be around for it. I'm dealing with my own stuff and like trying to heal from that. And the yeah, it's like kind of something you don't want to invite into your life when you're trying to recover and heal yourself. And you work pretty hard on that. Yeah. Well, now that like I look back at it too, I just got, you know, just got done hiking the Appalachian Trail. Mm-hmm. And I came back where I was, like, moved out of my parents. So I was on my own. I had to adjust again to, like, society. And that was really hard for me. And I had really bad anxiety. Yeah. I remember that just adjusting to normal, like, normalcy. And I had so much going on. And then the breakup. And then, like, so it's, like, there he was. So it's almost like he was a lot to lean on at the time. Yep. If that makes any sense. Totally makes sense. But then he overstayed his welcome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It happens. Here we are. Now I just have a big but I will say out of I think our relationship had to happen mm-hmm. because I one of his friends got together with my friends. I became matchmaker. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And now they're married and they just had their second child. I remember that. So crazy to think. Crazy to think. Um, so their love came out of (laughs) my tragic relationship. You're like, you're like, I don't know, like matchmaking queen. You should. (laughs) But you know what? Props to us both for getting out of that shit. You know, not that, not that. Tony was a bad guy. I want to say it here now. He's an amazing person. I honestly do wish him all the best. And I still care for him very deeply and want his happiness. And like I said, the girl he's with, I think that they're meant for each other. Very happy for them. But when you lose yourself in a relationship Mm -hmm. like that, it takes so long to come back from that and like find out who you are. Like, my mom always brings this up. She always brings up eat, pray, love. 
every single time I'm talking about a breakup. She's like, well, and eat, pray, love, you know, she had to, um, she had to go on this, um, journey of self-discovery and I'm like, you going to pay for it? Yeah. She went to like, what, like Bali or something? She went to Italy, India, and then Bali. Okay. Got one, right? Yep. Italy to eat, India to pray, and Bali is where she found love. Where she wasn't looking for it, because of course, that's how they always say it happened. When you least expect it. I hate that. It's kind of true, though. It is. I hate it. It's, it's true. It's like when you're like, I don't want anything serious. I just want to like have fun. And then someone comes in and you're like, God damn it. God damn it. But anyway. Sorry, guys. I'm looking at myself in my camera and I'm like, wow, no wonder the church ladies were glaring at me. Why? My top. I mean, I don't have a, a ton on top, but uh, yeah. Yes, we do live in a churchy area and I wear my pentagram proudly as well as short skirts and crop tops. And I have gotten many a mean look from Karen's and I'm like, say something. Also, bitch. if you notice like where we live, it's turning into like a 55 and older community as well. Oh my God, it is. It's like everywhere now. It is. They're kicking us out. I know. It's because prices are skyrocketing. Again, a whole other episode about millennials and shit we have to go through, but yeah. But yeah, I mean, I wish, I mean, like, but if you think about it, I would, okay. So what I was going to say was, sorry guys, I, this is how my brain works. I'm an ADD. So I'm jumping from uh, 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 like a million different topics. But what I was going to say was in a way, I think that you've done a few of your own eat, pray, love adventures. Like, yeah, you did the Appalachian trail. Like that's huge girl. I could never do that. Guys, I could never do that. This bitch was like, yeah, you probably wouldn't like it because, you know, we have to be careful about rattlesnakes. And I was like, yeah, I'm out. For that reason, I'm out. For that reason and many reasons. One, I am a huge girly girl. You have to poop outside. I could never. <laughs> Listen, I like my makeup. I like my hot tea in the morning. I like a hot shower every day. And I like to wear cute little clothes, cute little flats. I'm not, I, I, I'd be the bitch on the Appalachian Trail trying to hike it in fucking heels. Everyone's laughing at me. And I'm like, I'm just here to get a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> they never take me seriously. They'd be like, you want to go on a hike? I'd be like, <laughs> can put it this way. You'd be like getting kidnapped or something. I know. Well, there are all those spooky things apparently on the Appalachian Trail as well. But And I'd explore it for that. But but I could not do what you did. Like, honestly, it's such a feat. It's such an accomplishment. It's very cool. So you did that. And then you did the fucking Camino with your mom. I did. That's pretty badass. I did. Yeah. That's pretty fucking cool. We're gonna we're gonna go on our own adventure. Stay tuned, guys. We'll talk about that more in a future episode. Ha! See, now you have to listen more. <laughs> you have to listen to stay what we're gonna do. What else, what other ridiculous things are gonna come out of our mouth? Maybe we'll start recording these. Um, I'm almost like scared video. for myself. What's gonna come out of your mouth? I know, right? I'm like, I just like say you shit. Are, you're she's a very open book. I am. Yeah, if you read my poetry, I'm sure my exes are humiliated 
if they ever read my poetry. <laughs> but do they know it's actually about them, though? I think they do. You don't use their names? I do. Well, okay. So, Tony, I called him my dragon because there was a... There is this anime. It's called Fairy Tale. If anyone knows anime, you know what I'm talking about. And he joked when we first started dating that he was Natsu and I was Lucy. Obviously, Natsu has like dragon powers because he was raised by a dragon. It's a whole thing, guys. I won't get into the whole anime. But anyway, I called him my dragon boy. He called me his fairy girl. So, yes, he's dragon. All my exes know their nicknames. Okay. Well, except for one. I don't think Troubadour. I think he can probably guess who he is. But I haven't explicitly been like, hey, do you know that this is about you? <laughs> I'm sure you can guess when you talk about amber eyes and, and uh, guitar fingers. But I'm not going to say it. And then I'm pretty sure my... I'm pretty sure Lion knows who he is because of poetry I wrote. I know Tony knows he's Dragon. And I know my last ex knows he's Blacksmith. So, yeah, you know what? I don't know if they even read my stuff, but if they do, I'm sure oh, they're I'm like... Oh, I'm sure they do. <sighs> Your writing is very good. Well, thank you. I'm just, I'm probably a little too open for some of these guys. Like, I wrote... I don't know if you remember this poem, but it was, like, right after Tony and I broke up, like, separated, right before we got our divorce. He had started dating that other girl. They were... Before this girl... They were serious and she hated me. She wanted him to cut off all contact with me. And I wrote oh, this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I wrote this whole poem called uh, Your New Girlfriend Hates Me. And there were some like sexually explicit scenes in the poem about me, you know, straddling him and wearing fairy wings. So does he read that and go, oh, my God, I wish she would shut the F up? Maybe. Am I going to? Nope. <laughs> but, oh my God, guys, my ADD. I'm trying to say it's really cool that you've been on these, like, amazing journeys. Like, you've done things that so many people, like, wouldn't have the gumption to do. Like, the Appalachian Trail is not a joke. How many months were you gone? Like, six? Yep. Six months. Mm -hmm. how, how, you were gone for like a month with the Camino, right? Yeah, that one just took a month. Yeah. But just you, a month. Just a month. But you felt like irrevocably changed after that, right? Mm -hmm. Like it kind of like changed your perspective on things and maybe like opened your eyes to things and maybe like grounded you more into who you are. Like I feel like you're the kind of person that like the more trips you take, like the more you're like, it's it's like it's like finding yourself again when you go on these trips, right? It is. Yeah. I need I need that. That's like my niche in life is yeah. to go on trips and explore. I love that. That's great. Like this no hate to the mothers and the wives out there, but like I gotta give it up for the women in their 30s that are like doing crazy ass adventures like this instead of having kids or getting married. Like, I think that's really fucking cool. But you know, the fact that I got to do the Camino with my mom. Yeah. That was like the amazing experience in itself. I love your mom. Yeah. And for those that don't know the Camino de Santiago, it is a, um, it's a hiking trail in Spain. It was yeah. the easiest way to put it. And if you don't know what the Appalachian Trail is, I am worried for you, honestly. You know, a lot of people don't. 
that's kind of embarrassing. All right. Well, if you let's just if you don't know what the Appalachian Trail is, it's a over two thousand mile trail that goes from Springer, Georgia, in in Kentucky, in Maine, it goes through fourteen states. You could write a book. Like there's that one book about the girl that like hikes the Pacific Northwest Trail. I read that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't read that, but I thought of she didn't do the whole thing though. She didn't. No, didn't but the fact it. that she like lost her mom and then yeah. like that was like her purpose of doing it. Like watching the movie though, I was like, this is really sad. Is it? It's sad. I don't want to watch anything. Sad. It was sad for me just because I just did a trail with my mom, yeah. and then here she is losing her mom. That's tough. Yeah, that's so hard. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, we handle grief in weird ways, like. I handled grief by diving into an unhealthy relationship. (laughs) You handle it by going on cool adventures. (laughs) I could learn from her, guys. We're just just opposite. We are. How we're like best friends, I have no idea. But I love it. We're so opposite. It's so great, though. Like, I truly love it. Like, wait, who? Okay, so wait. Who was your favorite guy in Sex in the City, now that we're, like, talking about opposites? Was it Aiden? It was Aiden. Okay, so we both agree on Aiden. But other than that, guys, our types are so different. You, like... <laughs> I like skinny, <laughs> broke hipsters, guys, with tons of tattoos. That's my type. Tall, lanky, tattoos, probably a fucking handlebar mustache, Talking about craft beers, fucking IPAs or some shit, and like playing the guitar. And like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm like obsessed with this guy. And he's probably like, I'm not looking for anything serious. And I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna write poetry about you and hope you fall in love with me. And you're over here, like, I want a fit guy. Like, I want like a, like a sexy gym going, Appalachian trail hiking, adventuring kind of dude. And I'm like, nah. Nah, not my thing. Can't do it. I don't want a guy with better abs than I have. In fact, I don't have abs. So, like, any guy with abs, probably, I'm like, mm, probably not going to work. Know, but some of your guys are so skinny. I'm like, it's like a little string bean. I know. I feel like, like, I feel like you could break them. them. <laughs> I could literally crush their head between my thighs, guys. It's not a joke. I would not put it past you. I, Guys, I can literally. I feel like I can wake up to a text and be like, "Guys, I finally did it. I crushed someone's <laughs> head yesterday. He stopped breathing, and I told him it wasn't my fault. I just got kind of carried away, and he was so skinny, I didn't realize that he was struggling. This got dark. Welcome to the podcast, guys. We get dark and fucking weird here, <laughs> and we go on many different tangents." But yeah, I probably couldn't crush like one of your guys between my thighs. No, because they're too strong. Exactly. They'd probably lift me up and fucking toss me. That is kind of hot, but yeah, it just. What do they call them now? Like thunder thighs? Yeah, thunder thighs. They could lift your thunder thighs? Yeah. You don't like that though? I mean, it's sexy in a way, but like, I just, when I'm out and about and I'm at a bar. You know, like. And he like picks up baby, you know what I'm talking about? Patrick Swayze and, and yeah. Dirty Dancing. Yeah, that's so, like, amazing. If a man can't do that to you, you really want that man? If he can write me beautiful poetry or love all songs, right, then yes. Right. I want to be the muse. I want someone to be like, oh my God, I have to write. You want to someone write... to write about a oh, song about you. 
God, yes, please. Okay. Um, okay. Hi, I'm taking applications. Um, my Instagram is spellbellpoet. <laughs> Just kidding. Unless you want to write poetry about me, and then um, please do. I. I mean, all jokes it. aside, you really should go check out her poetry because Aww, she's an amazing. Ama- it's amazing. I mean, technically, I am dating someone right now. But we'll see. I know. Sometimes you also use like really big words. I'm like, I have to Google that because I don't know what that means. <laughs> anyway guys that's nice because she teaches me a lot of cool stuff and we're like very different and also we don't like the same guys except for Aiden on Sex and the City he's like a blend you know he like starts out kind of soft and artsy and then he like gets this like rockin' bod and gets kind of bossy he's like a mix of our types that's fair. Does every girl fall for an Aiden and then end up with a big? I feel like Sex in the City should be a whole nother breakdown. Amen. We talk about fucking Carrie Bradshaw and Big and their toxic ass relationship. We'll, we'll leave that for another day. Another day, guys. Another day. All I'm trying to say is I think it's really cool that you discover yourself by traveling and not like I don't know. Like, you don't define your life by, like, a relationship or kids or anything like that. Like, of course, it, it would be nice, maybe. But, but like, I could never see you, like, like settling with someone that didn't let you have your adventures. Like, I think oh, that would no. crush you. No. And I think that that one ex that we're talking about, I think he would have crushed your spirit. I think he was crushing your spirit. Yeah, because he wasn't about that. Like, God, no. He wanted to, like... I don't know, like, hide you in a room and throw a blanket over you. He was so jealous. I wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't either. No, he hated all my guy friends. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I've had these guy friends before, you know, yeah. you've entered my life, and they're not going anywhere. Yeah. Just have to say, I, I do love a, a little bit of jealousy. But too much jealousy is toxic, guys. I'm not saying I want someone to be like, dump all your guy friends and delete your ex's phone number, delete all the photos of any other guy, and don't talk to them. No, that shit's toxic. But hey, I'm a jealous fucking bitch. Does that mean I won't let you have girlfriends? No. Does that mean I won't let you hang out with your girlfriends? No. Does that mean I won't let you talk to your exes? Mm, depending on the situation, but no, I'm not going to control your life. I would never be like, no, you can't talk to them. If you choose to talk to them when it makes me uncomfortable, we have a problem. But I'm not taking that jealousy to an extreme. I feel a little burst of it now and again, but I would never like try and dictate someone's actions or relationships because of my jealousy. But he certainly did. It's also a sign of insecurity. I think if you're very insecure about yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's like one thing I can say about Tony. Like he didn't really get jealous, which is sometimes good, sometimes bad. I like a little jealousy. He was a mellow one, that one. Yeah, he was really mellow. Sometimes I think I need someone like, maybe like more like me. I know. You need someone to go on adventures with you. Yeah, that's all I want in life. Sorry, guys, if you hear my dog, Grim. He's whining in the background, being a little butthead, acting like his life is super hard, even though he got so many park walks and treats and food today. So don't feel bad for him. He's fine. Want to wrap it up? Yeah, I think we can wrap it up. Guys, this has been Bitches Don't Brunch with Liz and... Montana. Yes! Thank you guys for listening. Um, we will be probably posting podcast every Thursday. 
Um, we do have an Instagram. It's at bitches don't brunch podcast. And uh, we're working on other social media, emails, and all the things. We'll keep you updated. Learning as we go. Learning as we go, guys. Learning as we go. (laughs) But um, please subscribe. Please like and subscribe. And uh, we'll see you soon, guys. Bye.